Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Swim Tribe podcast. This is a really special episode for me because I'm joined by my friend Zoe Forbes. I met Zoe in my first real life job after graduating and she's enriched my life ever since. We've got on so well due to our mutual love for swimming and eventually I gently persuaded her to join me for an outdoor swim in February. She went straight in at the deep end but she took to it like a duck to water and Zoe became central to our community, bringing her belly laughs and wicked sense of humour. In 2019, Zoe got the news that she had both cervical and ovarian cancer and has since gone through the biggest journey fighting this. She has tackled it with her humour, unbelievable courage and bravery. Her attitude to 2019 blew me away and I can't tell you how happy I am to be able to swim with her again and to hear her wonderful laugh float down the river. Today, we're going to discuss her journey, what our beautiful local swim tribe did to help her get it through, and I hope that she will inspire you as much as she has me. This one's been a bit difficult to stitch together, so we're going to start right now. Here's a chat with Zoe. Hope you enjoy. You've inspired me so much last year, and your attitude to everything that that you went through has completely changed my attitude to how I want to live my life. I know that sounds a little bit extreme, but you Thank just, you. I, I am totally in awe of how you dealt with it because you're the strongest person I know. I'm really proud of you and I want everybody else to be <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. Just, don't say stuff like that though, man. <laughs> That's just, it's just me, dirty jokes, me. <laughs> and, and you're amazing. And yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk to you because you inspired me. So. I think I, I want to start with what do you like about swimming outside? Being able to breathe a full, proper breath that makes me feel alive. That's magic. I love that. <laughs> and is that when you're getting into the water or when you're actually swimming? Um, probably when I'm swimming. Getting into the waters now, I'm nervous again. Mm-hmm. because I've been swimming with people for you know since since all this has gone on I've I've been swimming with people so for example I went swimming on Sunday and it was up to the quarry so that's fine there's people there mm-hmm. but I was on my own and mega mega papping going on and that's going to be understandable because you it's something that you loved prior to last year but then now you're having to kind of almost relearn something again yeah resilience i think it's it's giving yourself a kick up the bum to remember that what you've done you can still do and adding the other bits into it that that you've done (laughs) you should be able to do most things now (laughs) but you forget and until you actually get in the water and you give yourself a good like oh you stupid idiot you know you can do it what you what you want about and are you finding this year that when you're getting in the the highs and and the memories of of what swimming outside did before last year to how it is now has it changed in the last 12 months it's possibly more of a high in that i almost mistrust my body before i get in there and it's like you can do this you're fearful of what you could do before because of what you've been through and it's just it's like baby steps just on how much I can push my body because of what it's done for me I suppose mm-hmm. because your body's you've, you've proved last year how incredibly resilient your body is for it to, to take all the treatment that you've had 
she looked after me really well so my worry is I don't want to push it and it's almost like it's a second person because they've looked after me in a way mm. and it's experience that not many people that I've I've seen in the open water swimming community or maybe they just don't talk about it because you know they might just not say anything it might just be that it's happened and they're just getting on I don't know mm -hmm. yeah because Prior to when, when you were starting starting your treatment and you were going to Dust Hill really regularly, did you find that you were using it as a preparation to go and do something so huge? And how did you find that, that set? Oh, absolutely. Well, it was a lifesaver, to be honest, because I, I wasn't able to go in whilst I was recovering from the operation. And the consultant, no matter how much I begged, <laughs> wouldn't let me go in after when I was having treatment, even though we got Ian to give me the results of the water tests and they were you know it was more pure than volvic um he was having none of it <laughs> tried and tried but you know it was the right thing because i you know my body was really working hard for me so if i'd put that added pressure of cold water to it it would have been too difficult but in respect of preparing it was just a case of if i can do this i can do anything kind of thing but pre that without knowing that i had cancer um and having you know the the ascites fluid and i kept going in thinking i'm bloated and I'll, the cold water will make me stop being bloated i didn't know what it was and the, the theory by my family is that the cold water sort of saved my life because we don't know how long it had I, the, the tumors inside my ovaries for example they'd burst so when they tried to drain my stomach um the ascites fluid was blocking the drain from draining and they don't know how, and my consultant said to me, that because they, they did this, they went to have a look in my stomach, to have a look around to see whether they could take it all out in one go, and then realised what had happened, and then just did the emergency hysterectomy there and then. And she said, I can't believe you were still standing up, let alone swimming. I mean, I was, I was running to school to pick up my son and walking back with him. It's ridiculous what I was doing without, with just thinking I was a bit bloated, <laughs> you know, hormonal. But yeah, everybody thinks that the cold water preserved whatever was going on in my stomach. It, it might sound a bit weird and stupid and innocent to think that, but um, or naive probably. But that's that's kind of my theory is that it kind of preserved everything. I think you're right. You were swimming so regularly. It's built up this strength in you. I think it's helped you. I've seen you get into water regular winters. I've seen how much it makes you smile. And if you, you, some of the stuff you've done is incredible. And I think it's made you such a strong person. And I, I just find it really inspirational. And, and how you, you've carried yourself through last year with such poise and humour. It's just it's phenomenal. Yeah. It, really, it really is. And how much did you think about swimming and was that a, a an inspiration to you to get back into the water during oh it's all i wanted to do i mean i tried using that i bought this i think you saw it the um it was like an, an athlete's recovery tub mm -hmm. that i filled with cold water and put ice in it initially and i was using that as my quarry if you like uh, you can put magnesium in it <laughs> and um, <laughs> But I, as soon as I started having the wonky effects of the chemo, it, it was it just was massively apparent that I couldn't keep it up. Mm -hmm. So I did it in the bath for a while. 
but I just needed to, um, to just accept the current surroundings and what was going on and just get on with it really put my head down and get back into water which I did two weeks after my radiation finished but that was the swimming pool and I was against um, what I was told to do I was told to wait six weeks but I was naughty and how did you feel getting back in the water oh ace I was really really nervous I was told not to overdo it I went with a friend and did head at breaststroke because I was frightened of all sorts of stupid things but the chemo was coming out of my hair and stuff and I was thinking it was going to make it all wonky um and I ended up doing 40 lengths the first time I got in <laughs> which was a bit stupid but I was chatting and just didn't realize it was just it, it counted it on my watch for me so <laughs> oh and how did you feel when you got out apart from bollocks <laughs> Oh, so good. I had the smile. Honestly, you should have seen it. It just it was Cheshire Cat. It's oh. just all I needed. What I remember most actually about everything when well when you'd had your diagnosis and we went for a swim at um at Dostal. That was a beautiful swim though, that when, when we all went to the, the oh. quarry to, to um to see you off before your treatment. Yes, yeah, see me off, yeah. Oh, it was lovely. Who knew I'd be back? <laughs> I didn't think I'd be back, to be honest. So there you go. <laughs> we all had faith in you that you would be. I've seen you get freezing water on the telly in your little lip costume when we were doing some swims with Jeff Horsfield. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the horse, yeah. That was a great day, actually. I remember the, the BBC giving us a call about... Um, going down to the lake and doing some filming because it had snowed and made sure that you could yeah that was yeah I, that photo i've got of claire arden with her arms around me and inside her dry robe to keep me warm because i'm stood there with nothing on but my costume <laughs> wasn't it around christmas if we had our christmas party then it I... was it was no we hadn't had the christmas i wouldn't be able to drive <laughs> we had to be there at like five in the morning or something horribly early yeah it was and i was late it was five thirty. i got there Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Good. I enjoyed it loads. So can you remember your first swim at the lake? I can. Four years ago. Oh, I can remember everything. February the 7th. You don't forget stuff like this, Saxon. And I've got this really good friend that I worked with, Caroline Saxon, um, <laughs> who we chatted about swimming all the time because we both swam for swimming clubs and come on come on come and try it come and try it it's cold water you'll love it I know you'll love it so I did and I turned up with my children and you said oh you won't need a wetsuit you won't need anything you haven't got any gloves or socks that's fine you'll be absolutely fine two degrees it was two <laughs> degrees <laughs> yeah laugh you may um <laughs> I wasn't laughing I've never felt anything like it because it was a shock and because I was completely ignoring all the advice you were giving me about breathing because I was just thinking, I just need to get in there, just need to get in there. <laughs> and I just felt all these spikes of like pins and needles on acid. Um, it was just, I couldn't, it was like somebody stabbing me constantly with skewers all over my body. And I, I think I managed to swim up to the um, end of the jetty and back. And that was me done. <laughs> but I did come back. I came, I think I came every other week 
end at that point because of having the boys were little then and in fairness I did come back in a wetsuit until the March mm -hmm. but I ditched it in the March four years ago and I've never put one on since so it's amazing isn't it I, I feel like you get so much more out of it like without one yeah and I loved it I have to say I mean I wouldn't have gone back if I hadn't have liked it and it wasn't a case of I'm just trying to test myself I just really liked it and I really liked the people everyone was so welcoming it was that it was just a really small group wasn't it we were all went in there and had it that it was like all steamy from all the bodies in the, the cold bodies and the warmth um, with the hot chocolates and everyone shaking like shitting dogs <laughs> and, um, apart from me yeah you absolutely <laughs> smashed it every time I don't shake yeah I'm impressed I'm a I'm a shiverer to the point where I, I, my hips and, and back and everything hurts. I feel like I've had 10 rounds. Well, Fiona once asked me if I cry and I sort of said, well, not really. Obviously I have done in the last year or so, but I, I'm not generally a crier. And she said it might be something to do with self-control. I don't know. Cause I, whether I'm just holding it in, I, I'm not sure. Mm. I've never ever got it unless I've gone really too far and, and I, my jaw's gone like, eh. <laughs> you know i can't talk that's probably the worst i've gone and when you you've got dressed after do you feel like someone's pouring cold water down your back do you get that sensation yes but i like that so do i is that it? weird it's like a <laughs> it's, it's almost yeah swimgasm <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love that because <laughs> that's when i'm about to shiver so i get that and then i start shivering Oh, you see, I don't get that until I'm in the car on the way home, doing everything that I'm not supposed to do by having the heater blasting on me. So by the time I get home, I've got a suntan. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't have it on my hands first. You know when you can have that option in your car of your hands and your feet? Yeah. I have to go feet, then hands and feet, and then hands. I try and angle it so it goes up my skirt. <laughs> What, defrost your foof? <laughs> Just my legs, because they're so cold. <laughs> yeah, that's because you turn up to a swim with a skirt. <laughs> that's because it's easy to pull on. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, but do you not get, like, a, a draft up your legs? Well, no, because it's a long skirt. <laughs> and I've got my lovely socks and sliders on. <laughs> look that is much admired by somebody I won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a strong look though, isn't it? I, I was talking to Jo on the pod last week and she, um, she swears by socks and crocs, but come on. Oh, I, oh my dignity went last year, but not that badly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant. There's nothing that could persuade me to even buy a pair of crocs. I'm sorry. I know, I know you have them. I know. And it was James B that did it because yeah, he fishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And he bought the worst colour he could find. I says, go and buy me a really like non-intrusive pair that you can if I stood far away, it doesn't look like I'm wearing really shit shoes. And he bought me bright pink ones. Come on. <laughs> could be worse, they could have been brown. <laughs> <laughs> or khaki. <laughs> <laughs> got a point there <laughs> i love it so i want to fast forward over last year and ask you about how your first swim back 
after all your chemo and your radiotherapy last year? It was amazing. In fact, I went with Kerry, Nikki and Sam and they had a picture done by Emma. Do you want to see it? Mm. I guess it's amazing actually. Can you see that? Oh my god, I love it. That is amazing. So but look, close up, it's got the map of Dostum in the middle. Oh, that's amazing. Emma O'Brien. Yes. Emma that's, Monster. That is incredible. Guys, that is an incredible picture. So that's a picture of Zoe and the three girls oh. as mermaids in the quarry with a map of the quarry in the middle. You are so it's clever. Overpainted on a map and you've got the, the Dostil bit in the middle. It's just, it was, the, the swim was just, I can't even, it's my profile picture on Facebook. Um, it's, I, was, I, I just couldn't wipe this grin off my face. Mm -hmm. I had sunglasses on and a headscarf to hide my horrible hair that's growing through. And um, yeah, it was just, I didn't want to get out. And it was really sunny as well. <laughs> how, did it, how did the water feel? Oh, lovely, because I, I drink the water. <laughs> so I had a good slug of the, of the, uh, the old magnesium water. Thank you, Ian. And um, it was ju it's ju it's just, it's just, it's my happy place it's just I, I love that water it's perfect just mm. swim around see the heron some days it's just like glass it's oh it's lovely and it feels so silky i find it feels really yeah silky. like you get in it's just like sliding into i don't know yogurt <laughs> no yogurt's not good enough maybe i don't know chocolate mousse i suppose if you like chocolate <laughs> it's just it's so delicious it's just i can't it's yeah there's no words really a big silky watery hug isn't it mm -hmm. just oh it's amazing i was so happy to see you back as well it was just oh the smile like the smiles on your face has been amazing yes i need to sort of go to other places as well now <laughs> this is what i was going to do last year was going to be about adventures and going to different places because i tend to you know go to the same place all the time and obviously didn't do that last year because things got in the way so now i need to be a bit more adventurous mm -hmm. and what is on your list scotland i'd like to do the lakes all, all the pretty places that you see people tagging themselves into really i'd like to do a waterfall i'm not even that fussed about going abroad and doing it although i'd like to but yeah just all the places around this country that i haven't done Mm -hmm. which are plenty oh, and, and me i'd always wanted to go to cleveland i know you, you went to cleveland for the first time yeah i hadn't been and i loved that we didn't go in the sea though because it was so rocky and we were just happy in the um in the marine lake we just stayed in the marine lake and and it was such a hot day as well we were so lucky it was probably one of the last hottest days of the year we got sat on the side roasting and then got back in to cool off and then roasted again came away looking like a basted turkey <laughs> i love it there it's always been on my list to go and it's just it's such a beautiful color just lovely mm. not actually that far to go i've only been once we went the crack of dawn so we got there for eight o'clock in the morning and it was perfect is it nice and quiet mm. yeah and then sam went back a couple of weeks later and it was completely flooded. She, you couldn't see the pool at all. They um, they drain the pool, and then when the sea gets over a certain height, it floods 
and filled it back up again. It's so clever. Yeah. Victorian, mm. very clever, it's weren't good. they? Yeah. Like, we wouldn't think about that, would we? Or would we? <laughs> I wouldn't even think about it. I don't <laughs> Who has that idea? I wouldn't have even been on my radar, but yeah, no, it's great. And it's amazing, isn't it? Have you used something, something to look forward to to get you through all the, the highs and lows that you experienced last year? Oh, hugely. Usually, I mean, all I wanted to do was recover so I could get back into the water. So that that's it. it you just got your focus then, haven't you? You, because everyone says, oh, you need to just get to the end of your treatment, and that's 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 true. But then you need to get back to the the thing that makes you feel you again, because you've kind of, I don't know. You just, it's not that you don't feel like you. That's not true at all. I think you just being able to do what you what is you essentially the core of me is being in water it just gave me a focus and a and a goal really you know the goal obviously was to be to live and, and be here for my children and my family and everybody um loved ones but yeah water when somebody swims it's such a huge part of their identity i for me i i've been slightly wonky in a different way when I was younger with with my with my mental health but swimming was a huge part of me and who I was and I found that I had to lose it to then regain the love for it um, and I just wondered if you'd if you'd found any anything similar like because um, mine was taken away but not in the same kind of sense as you like yours was you weren't able to swim yeah yeah, I mean, I never fell out of love with it. Um, I mean, Helen Hill, she'll tell you, we we were swimming around a lot before I was going for my treatment in, in that interim period. And we were just chatting and she was chatting about her stuff and I was chatting about my stuff and I was scared and she was telling me that what, you know, just, she, she, she mostly, she's very good at listening, Helen. Mm. Um, but you miss that being able to just swim and get your stuff off your chest. Mm -hmm. with people that just get it if, if you like I mean Helen's been through a huge amount of health issues and she still smiles every day she swims it makes her feel better it just it just makes us feel right mm -hmm. you know so to get back to to that that was one of the first things that I did was Helen and I went in and we had our swim round and chats again and it, yeah just to put things back into where there's the place where they're supposed to be and, you know. and did you feel that you regained a slice of yourself oh completely yeah because mm. mm. that not being able to go in the water for so long i mean it was what i think the last swim i had was august and then the first pool swim i got was february mm. and then I don't think I actually got into the quarry until Easter mm -hmm. because of lockdown, because we got back from holiday. Yeah, really long time to not be in water. Showers just don't cut it. And everyone that says, oh, I'll have a cold shower, just make up for it. I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything worse than a cold shower, if I'm perfectly honest. It's just, it doesn't do it for me at all. I'd rather just go and climb into the cold water and just can be completely submerged. Ice baths, they don't do it for me because I can't starfish and just go blah. blah. <laughs> just... Well, it's not even the starfish, I just want to get out. And I know that I've got food nearby where, <laughs> where 
Chris. At least if I'm getting a swim, I'm earning my food. <laughs> it's also about going in and doing the activity as well. I found in lockdown that I felt quite claustrophobic in my own space. So if I'd have gone and had an ice bath, that's doing something that I love and I love going out to do and experience with mainly friends. I don't think I would have been able to have an ice bath at home. I, I don't have the diligence or, or the motivation. <laughs> well, no, I bought a pool, you know, like everybody else did. And I bought a tether and I was having a lovely old time. But because I was still not hugely long out of treatment, I was getting fatigued quite a lot. So then I was coming in the house and being absolutely vile to the children. <laughs> which you know it's not awfully unusual so I wasn't even though I've got a pool outside that I could jump in at any point of the day you know I wasn't doing it as much as I thought I would mm -hmm. so I mean I will make use of it but because I was having to do front crawl then which is fine I love that but I wasn't my body wasn't physically fit enough for it so I felt great at the time that I was swimming but then for a couple of days after everybody else paid for it <laughs> How are you finding your fitness is getting back? Are you finding the more you're swimming, the more it's coming back? Or is it coming back a little bit slower than it might have done? Um, yeah, the swimming's fine. I've, I think I'm back up to speed now. I'm, I'm back up to the same time it took me to do a lap at the quarry, whether it's because it's cold and I'm doing it quickly. <laughs> so no, and I'm, I'm, that's when I'm on my own and when I'm not talking. Um, <laughs> other kinds of fitness. I was doing some running, but again, that was bringing fatigue. So mm. I just had to offset the, the being nice Zoe and not running to the getting exercise and, and being fit <laughs> but being a shouty old bag um so when I go I go up the stairs at college because I don't want to go in the lift and um by the time I've got to the second the second um oh what's the, what's the word second floor <laughs> um I there you go that I, I can't blame chemo brain anymore can I um yeah by the time I got to the second floor I'm really out of puff and I walk into the class going oh, oh. how would you advise other people that are were in the same situation as you were last year I wouldn't advise them to do what I did but that's because I got in the water two weeks after two weeks from mm. radiotherapy um when I should have waited six weeks but I kind of was just trusting my own body and I wouldn't like to sort of promote that to somebody else. I'd rather they followed the rules because everybody's different. And I know, I knew, I knew that I was strong from, from what I'd enjoyed. And I knew, I knew that I was strong from before, from swimming. And the consultant said to me how strong I was from the swimming. So, you know, you can just take it either way with that. But I, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily advise anybody to do that I don't think I would suggest they were more careful it depends how how much of a seasoned swimmer they were and how how much they trust their body I can't I just can't promote it I suppose and what I guess what you're saying there really mimics winter swimming as well and listening to your own body absolutely I'm doing that definitely I know my arm starts to go dead on on my left arm and and I have noticed that since um chemo I've, I get colder fingers Mm -hmm. because of having blown veins and stuff but I guess my circulation isn't great and have you found that the treatment that you've had had, had an effect on your, your swimming outside now where before I would have pushed my luck a bit on the timings I can do that but I tend to now have signals where when I need to get out and you know it's not unusual for me to get out and be lightheaded and slightly drunk 
so you know again should promote that but it makes me a cheap date <laughs> sometimes i get out and i feel the same drunk a little bit dizzy a little bit unusual but then other weeks i feel absolutely fine and it can be linked to anything yeah. but your body's been through a lot more than mine in, in the last 12 months like in the river for example it's whether it's to do with having a monkey bottom in the river or, or what but i'm wearing gloves and socks and yet went in the quarry on sunday and that was down to eight and a half which is like just a half a degree drop since the last time i was in there but it's considerable and and i still managed to do it without gloves and socks so i don't know i think i've still got the resilience to be honest it's um it's just you notice like i'm wearing these fingerless gloves now because my circulation isn't brilliant as a side effect of your chemo i think so because they weren't like it before so i can only assume it's because i had so many sort of burst veins and they, they put a, a pick line in because they couldn't get um the chemo was actually hurting the veins and then making them go <laughs> so um how have you found like i guess it's, it's almost reconceptualizing and, and relearning your body again isn't it and, and well, it's, yeah and and i shouldn't distrust it um but it, it is it's like um what do they call it they call it muscle memory but i don't know whether there's some kind of term for it for cold water memory or something because i know i can do it for example sunday because i knew i was going on my own i could have gone at nine o'clock in the morning but i completely procrastinated all morning and i didn't get there till 12 mm-hmm. <laughs> because i'm just like ooh, ooh, ooh. and i and i'm literally just like in turmoil inside and as soon as I get in the water and just, I just make myself just walk in and just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. And I know I am. It's just trusting, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that'll come. And I'm definitely better after food. If I have like porridge or I have mm-hmm. scrambled egg on toast before I leave, that kind of warms my core and I do swim better or I, I recover better afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you said the other day about feeling sick. I've felt sick a few times when we've done our early mornings. Yeah. but who wants to have breakfast when they're leaving the house at 6 30 in the morning i just don't have time for that i literally roll out of bed and into the car <laughs> there's there's no time for for fannying around with food <laughs> or is it del boy says breakfast is for wimps <laughs> it's, it's true though like i've been having a coffee and and there's not been good effects when I've been getting there after having a coffee. I've had to stop having a pre-swim coffee. <laughs> I'm having a danger swim. Don't want to get changed really, really quick after. Yeah, I think I, I just run up to the car now. We see, I just literally just pull my costume off. Don't care who stood there. Mm-hmm. Half of Strap would see my boobs now. Um, and just get myself into my underwear and then I get dressed in the car with a heater blowing on me when I feel like that. But... Um, I got dressed in the car the other day and I realised how stupid I'd been because it took me ages. I'd sat in the driver's seat. The steering wheel's in the way. Oh, I do, but I'm shorter than you. So I push the seat back and then I push it down as well to the lowest sort of gradient of the seat. And um, But the, the trick is to put your underwear on outside the car and then everything else is just loads easier. Oh, that's a good tip. I like that. I think I just got in. I do have all the clothes ready like you do. <laughs> It works though, doesn't it? It absolutely. Yeah, I have it all laid out. Little, little, little order to everything. Yeah. 
little piles. But seriously, getting changed in the car. I'd gone to Swan Pool and I was with Mark. I've sat in the driver's seat. All I keep doing is either accidentally honking, <laughs> which isn't a good sign in a car park, <laughs> and, and trying to shimmy myself into my uh, into my trousers with with everything out in the car I was just like no I need to go and sit in the passenger side next time because I need that extra space well lesson learned for me I won't be stripping off in the evening anymore <laughs> after getting changed very quickly in that fashion and somebody was sat in their car with their lights off and the engine off on their own and probably had a really good show <laughs> they were waiting for you to get it's awful yeah it was the beaver moon they saw more than the beaver moon <laughs> <laughs> wait is a beaver moon a thing rather than your yeah. beaver and your moon google it <laughs> let me promise i need to have a look at this what is a beaver moon but it's come up a couple of times but i don't think i've got a twisted google so a beaver moon, for anyone that doesn't know, is the 11th full moon of the year. And it's an unusual name, as it's said to derive from the timekeeping traditions of Native Americans. Oh, that's interesting. It does sound a little bit naughty, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's just a great word, isn't it? Beaver. beaver. <laughs> that's brilliant. Right, less of beavers and less of moons. How did you get from A to B? A being when you first heard about your tumour to going all the way through your chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and then finally being back able to go for a swim. How did you do that? What got you through? Um, everybody that helped me, to be quite honest. I couldn't have done that. Everyone got allotted a, a, like a, a role, if you like, and people that were there to talk me through things. There were people that I could ask questions of that had had cancer or were going through cancer treatment. Rachel CK was mm. wonderful. She was my go-to question. And my friend Adrienne, who'd had cancer 20 years ago, Nick was there for giggles and hugs, and he did good. Honestly, it was a bit of a head-down, bum-up situation, really. I, everyone just goes, oh, you're doing so well, but you're just, you're just getting on with it. You've, you're told something, you've got to do it. So you just get on and do it the best way you can. And humour got me through, to be quite honest. Humour... The thought of swimming and all the wonderful friends and family who, the amount of things that people did for me, it was just unbelievable. All the people I swam with, they all did a collection for me and bought me those oils and the diffuser to make me feel better. People dropped presents round. I had a lovely crocheted blanket by one of the swimmers, um, by Jane Hitchman. Mel and Emma bought me an open water swimming t-shirt. People cooked for me. I have counselling all the way through because I was sure in my head, and again, people will just go, load of bollocks, but I was sure that it was stress that had caused the cancer because it was, well, it was cervical and it spread to the ovaries. And um, that's where I hold, well, lots of people hold all their stress is in that region. Mm -hmm. And dad had died a few years ago and everything that I'd gone through like previous years, I didn't deal with it. I guess I just walked around and thought, I don't need to, it's not important enough for me to deal with it. Just bury it. You, you, you're not important, but actually these things, they go horrible inside you, don't they? And um, counselling, I, I just needed to talk it 
through the whole way and my counsellor she said it's taken you this cancer to realise that people actually like you because I just thought people tolerated me and I know people go oh don't be ridiculous don't be ridiculous but it's how you perceive things isn't it and I just thought people just put you know I'm full of dirty jokes that's that I'm a one-trick pony I haven't got much many strings to my bow it's and yeah and and everybody just everybody just stood up and helped unbelievably so people that barely knew me were messaging me and just the kindness of people that's what got me through mm-hmm. if I'm honest I got support my brother helped out my mum had the children all the time because I couldn't cope with them I'd go and have chemo and go and stay with her for a week mm-hmm. and <laughs> lie in bed watching the the repair shop <laughs> for a week um and then I'd be like I need to go home now <laughs> um and just just feel a bit normal and and everybody just yeah unbelievable support to be quite honest you lot you you were messaging me telling me I was your hero that was lovely all my friends just amazing that's because you are because your your attitude to everything it just inspired me so much and I tried to take it into this year because it's this year's for for all of us it's been not as bad as your year last year and that's what's kind of it's made me change my perception of things so what I tried made me change my perception too (laughs) I don't see it as a bad thing and and that's that's kind of a bit shit to say for people that have gone through it and it hasn't turned out well but it's just a, a massive opportunity to make a difference in your life and everybody else around you's you know and and you have and that's what's inspired me you've you've inspired me to say yes to things that otherwise I would have, have made an excuse not to um and and what you've done this year and, and going back to college and doing your course thinking of stuff that I do like, I'm really lucky to be here aren't, aren't we all we're, we're lucky to be here I feel hugely lucky to be quite honest and it changes your thinking like like this year I've done some fantastic swims and I've I was getting up at at dawn to go and swim in the river and I've been swimming with you guys in this lockdown and it's given me the ability to look at my life and say actually I love doing this this makes me feel incredible I'm gonna do it because Mm. tomorrow I might not be able to do it and you know that's it yeah you've made me appreciate my my circumstance and and how lucky I am to have the opportunity to do it and and the people around me that want to take me so from someone that's just sat and watched what you've done I've got no words to say how incredible I think you are and nothing it was your you and your little baldy t-shirt when we all went out for dinner the Aldi one with the B brilliant (laughs) that's my favorite I'm gutted I can't wear it now and the other one I'm having a no hair day (laughs) I've got a dressing up box full of wigs as well (laughs) you wig of the week wig of the week week. they were fantastic they made me laugh so much but I knew what as well when you weren't feeling great because we wouldn't see wig of the week so it was time to have a check it it was I was trying to do it every Sunday because I knew that by Sunday I would feel okay and then you could tell that the chemo had gone that little bit further because it was eking into the, the following week because I liked to try and you know make a real tit of myself so I'd put on horrible makeup and stuff and um 
and I wanted to be in the mood to do it so that I was actually enjoying the, the process as well because it was it was done deliberately to let people know that I was okay but just to let them see that it was okay as well that wasn't the only thing that was going on I loved them they were brilliant favorite was Vicky Pollard because it was just so disgusting <laughs> it was the double chin and everything that made it you know <laughs> Nick took one look at it and went what because I didn't tell him I'd done it and he just looked at it on Instagram it's like what <laughs> must have been a great coping mechanism to get over how difficult everything was it's funny because everybody tells you it must have been really difficult and it, and it was don't get me wrong at the time it was hard but it doesn't feel like that it just feels like it's just what you've got to do at that time so when people say to me cool you've been through so much it feels a little bit fraudulent i can't explain it mm -hmm. it just it was just something that happened at that time that that's what had to be done and you know there's a lot of different ways of looking at it i mean obviously this year has been a bit crazy with lockdowns and stuff like that but normally i would have said when will i ever get a chance to rest this much when will i ever be able to just step off the treadmill and not have to take any responsibility for anything apart from minor ones with the children you know but they you know they're all right they can make their own breakfast and stuff um but when are you ever, ever going to get the opportunity to just switch off from responsibilities and, and have people look after you? For, I mean, for me, that was huge, really, mm -hmm. because just having me and the boys in the house, it's, um, it's nice to be looked after for a while. And it's an awful thing to admit because you kind of, this is an even worse thing to admit, that you, you actually kind of miss it in a way because one you've got people looking after you and they're all making the plans for you so you don't have to think about anything you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing as and when you're supposed to be doing it mm -hmm. but two it's it's a bit selfish really because you you're enjoying being looked after for a change and that sounds like nobody looks after me and that's not the case but I, I spent a long time on my own I suppose <laughs> and doing things for myself so to have a good outcome was really really lucky and I'm very very aware of this and it's it sounds like I'm being a bit flippant and it's not it's not how it's meant it's just I'm taking it for what it was and and for me it was an opportunity to to just rest from life from everything mm -hmm. and deal with what was going on so that I could come back with a completely new outlook which I have everything's different everything's appreciated which it, in fairness everything was appreciated before I've always been very thankful for what I've got and I've always felt that I was lucky I don't want to jinx myself but it's it's just a renewed vigor for my capabilities now and th doing things that I again like like you say it's not necessarily swimming but I will do those things with swimming but pushing myself out of my comfort zone and doing things that I didn't think I was ever capable of doing I mean yeah. Who would want to go and do, of course? <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, just who? But they've had such a long gap in education. Who, who, who in their right mind would go? Somebody that knows exactly what they want to do now. Yeah, but it took all this to, to know that. That's the funny thing. Because oh. I'd gone all these years without knowing what I wanted to do. 
I dossed my way through school and um, yeah, just lying in bed thinking, I'd really like to know how to sort this out myself. It's just, you know, the side effects from everything that was going on, the radiation. So it's funny, isn't it? Finally get your inspiration at the grand old age of... Uh... <laughs> I think you are the only person in the world that looks incredible with no hair at all. Do you know, the funny thing is, and this is a vein as well, um, I actually felt more confident when I was bold than I do now. Really? Because this, this Lenny wig is just horrible. <laughs> and I know I'm grateful that I've got hair, but it's just, I can't, yeah, it's just like a wig. <laughs> well, I think you look great. You always do. I think it's your personality as well. Like You're like a bottle of champagne. A really expensive bottle of champagne. I was going to say, none, none of your bloody Prosecco nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's been the best thing for me, though, is us swimming in the river and, and swimming together since you've been back in and just hearing your giggle down the river. <laughs> Sid James laugh is what my mum calls it and my friend Digger. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. I can hear you coming when I'm oh coming back. I can hear you really? laughing from the, the little, there's a little park homes bit. And like, and, yeah. and it's always my, is Zoe still in the water? Are the girls still in the water? If I can hear you laughing, you're still in the water. If I can't hear you laughing, then you're probably in the car park and it's time for me to hurry up and get out. <laughs> It's because I don't like to have any point in my conversation where I'm not being disgusting. <laughs> but that's what I like about you. I know. <laughs> 15 year old boy. Oh gosh. I can't wait till we can all go out for a drink. It's been weird, hasn't it? I know. Yeah. But again, because I spent last year isolating. It hasn't been that much different for me. <laughs> you didn't have to shield or anything, did you? I did, yeah. I'm supposed oh, to be shielding now, to be honest. Uh, I had another letter that um, that would mean missing classes and being behind. And and I feel like I'm healthy enough. I'm healthy enough not to have to have a flu jab. So <laughs> that'll do for me. <laughs> I'm just so glad you're back. I really am. It's our attitudes to issues that that get us through them. And, and you taught me that last year. It's all about our mindset. Yeah, but it's also about the people around you, I think. I mean, if you go swimming, you'll, like you said the other day, you'll, you'll meet people that you would never normally meet. You know, I met a lovely lady called Sharon who worked in histology. I don't know where I'd ever come across her apart from when being, when being ill, obviously. Um, You've always got somebody that knows something about something that you want to find out about. You can chat to anybody and you, you find yourself sort of opening up to people that you don't really know. It's, it's not just the water, is it? Let's face it. The water is the main draw, but the people, you know, they're just a different breed. They're, the, they're my breed. <laughs> yeah, I've, I found my tribe and that's, and, and that's where the whole name for this came from, because it's a collective, isn't it? It is, yeah, it's a shared common goal and a shared common identity as well. Yeah, you just know, they just know, and you just know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I can't explain it. You, you're just you there as well. Like, yeah, 
you can rock up. No one knows your backstory. No one knows what you're going through. You just going in to do the same thing, the collective goal of something that you really like doing. Yeah. And everyone's got their own reasons why they do it. I mean, I go in there when I'm feeling extremely like a coiled spring and I'll come out completely relaxed mm. and, and diving in. <laughs> that was doing me good when my head was feeling really wonky, when I was nervous about like assignments I've had to do, I've been di diving into the quarry and it just, as soon as your head hits the water, that's it cleared. It's gone. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Safety interjection. Please do not dive into cold water if you aren't acclimatised. Zuri and myself and Alan that we're about to talk about are. Thank you. Do you reckon that's why some of the guys do dive in in the winter? I know you probably didn't, but... Yeah, well, I don't... I mean, Alan just... Uh, he beggars belief, doesn't he? But um, I'm not sure what his reasons are for doing it. Whether he's just getting in quickly just to get it over and done with, I'm not sure. But, see, yeah. I always went in backwards and got the water on my neck so that... Which I have been doing again because I was too scared to dive in after this blinking break where we couldn't go swimming mm. in the quarry. You know, there's no way I'm diving into a mucky river. <laughs> Princess, I might not like my hair, but I still don't want a load of gunk in it. But yeah, so I need to sort of work out whether I can dive in again because I was doing that to test myself really. But actually, I realised I didn't actually need to test myself anymore. I think mm. I've proved myself to myself. <laughs> I had somebody ask me in um, winter swimming this week if they could dive in because they only had to make that decision to get in the water once. It does work, as long, but I always did it with um, the guys there just in case I needed fishing out because the last thing I wanted was a heart attack, if I'm honest. Do you get brain freeze diving in? I didn't and I don't. I do get it with having head up breaststroke as well. It goes from the front of my neck. And it goes all the way around and it goes all the way back in my head. It's probably only 30 seconds, but it feels like minute. And my head's just like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't talk, I can't talk. And everyone's going, and chatting away. And I'm like, I can't talk yet. I can't talk yet. <laughs> and then does it just all come back? Yeah, yeah. Let's do, because we can hear you. <laughs> but that's worse. Like we were saying the other day, it's worse it's like eight and nine degrees in the river mm. when it was colder when it was at the seven degrees that was absolutely fine mm. we got in enjoyed that swim whether it's because you're more frozen and you can't feel it i don't know between eight and ten is not overly pleasant i don't know if it's because of the, the air temperature at the same time i record what the water temperature was when i swim Maybe I should start recording the air temperature as well. Because you remember the other day we had that well, swim? Kate always used to write it on the blackboard, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Definitely affects it as well. A couple of weeks ago when we swam in the morning and it was really foggy, everybody else had a beautiful sunrise, but because of the rivers where we swim was in a dip, yeah, it was really foggy. And I found that one cold. That was a really cold air, air temperature day. I'm sure it was minus something that morning. Yeah, it was. It was... Um, sure it was. It was minus one. It was quite warm. I've got... I, See, I'm nerding out this year. I've got a spreadsheet with it all on. Yeah, the water was 7.7. I've written next to it, the air was minus one. And mm -hmm. I, I struggled that day. I found that quite difficult. I think maybe it was a differential between the, the air temperature and the water being the other way around than what we used to. I guess the guys in Russia and Finland and all those Nordic countries, they've got really cold air temperature and much warmer water temperature. Okay. When we got to Russia, like the air temperature was like minus in the twenties, and it was horrid. And then the water was warmer than the air, so it actually felt hot when you got in. 
It's so bizarre. Right, so I've been asking everybody this that comes on the podcast. What are the three things you couldn't swim without? Um, well, my thermal cup. Mm-hmm. So I've got a thermos and I take my peppermint tea in that. Um, watch that you can swim in because then you know how long you've been in the water for. Um, Sam, Sam went the other day to the uh, to Sony Fove and she said that she stayed in too long and it was because she hadn't got me with her because I've always got the watch on. So that key for me, I think, in this at this time of the year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, third thing, humour. Yes, love it. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I take thermal tops, which, which you said don't take, don't take thermal tops. They don't work. Um, I don't mind them. Um, flip flops. I always have a pair of flip flops in the car because who wants to walk back in the mud with yeah. bare feet? Nobody. And I think what you've just said there is really important, and for anyone listening as well, thermal tops work for you. Thermal tops don't work for me. So I think it's all about finding your things and always swimming your swim instead of the person next to you. I think as much as I can give advice about what works for me, I think people need to find what works for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, about thermal shoes, they make a difference Mm. usually. But then I haven't, funnily enough, got cold hands this year, but my feet don't seem too bad. So they've been quite okay with just like wool socks mm-hmm. and, um, and the sliders. But that's because I'm getting changed in the car, whereas I used to get out and chin wag. And I don't, I've noticed I don't do that anymore. I don't want to hang around and chat so much because everybody likes to do their cake, don't they, afterwards? And I don't eat cake. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter to me. If we're doing first thing in the morning, I want to get home and get myself showered before college anyway. So I've really been enjoying swimming in the mornings before work. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed it. It sets up my day really well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't like going swimming when it's really busy like it's been at the old bathing place that's why we go so early now to you know because it's quieter well we've gained a lot more of the opportunities of being able to swim this year well i have anyway mm. i better let you go but thank you thank you that's good to talk you've inspired me you really really have and i know that i say it and i don't mean to come over as gushy but i just you've just blown me away last year and actually you always have I just think you're an ace person which is why I invited you along to my weird little trial (laughs) it hadn't been for you haranguing me I wouldn't you know I might not be here so there you go you would you you smashed it anyway yeah it saved my life a thousand times swimming outdoors it's got me through grief it's got me through cancer it's got me through heartbreak (laughs) all sorts of things panic it's a constant in your life that will not let you down yeah yeah you're right it is